0: Hello, hello. Welcome to another great episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered. This is one of our special episodes because it is going to be longer. So hopefully you listen to the whole thing. I've got a lot to say and I'm about to be grilled by Taylor. Hello, Taylor.
1: <laughs> hello. Welcome. I bet you're excited for today. Actually, I know you're excited for today. I it's a difficult ex- topic, but I know you're excited.
0: I am excited. So what the listeners have already heard was the rise. So we're going to do yes. the rise, the fall, and the comeback. Which, boy, am I looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> uh, what we were just talking about, just so everyone could know, is... Um, this is going to be a difficult conversation for me. And so you can, if you like to also see visuals, you can see that and, you know, what goes into it on YouTube, on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube. Definitely check that out. If I cry, turn it off. (laughs) Uh, But no, this is a great episode. And I think especially... If um, you know you're you want to be an entrepreneur or you already are, um, there's a lot of challenges that go with it. And recently I definitely had quite a <laughs> crash and burn. And so I want to talk about it, not only to help others, but honestly, this is going to help me. This is going to help me purge. Um, and then after this episode, this weekend, I'm already going to make sure I write it all down and then burn that shit. So. <laughs> so this
1: is the real shit, real spit episode for everybody, like the realest of the real.
0: Yeah. Um, for everybody listening. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So Taylor, what are we doing here
1: today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right.
0: Well, then let's take this show to the road. How often do you actually see an applicant tracking system that claims what it does? I know me, it's like never. Well, this is where I want to quickly mention our sponsor, Recruit CRM, with a response time of less than two minutes Yes, you have heard it right. Recruit CRM has a set a stellar benchmark in customer service. What's more, it takes only five minutes to migrate to their ATS. This is seriously unheard of. Well, to say at least, the ease of use and excellent customer support are the two major reasons why recruiters have been migrating from Bullhorn and JobAdder to using Recruit CRM. Go, 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 go. We can feel their customers' love and the reviews that Recruit CRM has across all their major review boards. And if you want to learn more about this amazing ATS plus CRM, head on to RecruitCRM.io and you can always start their unlimited time trial or even book a demo. And I have no idea what Taylor is going to ask me. I chose not to know because um, I think that it's important. Like, I don't even know what she wants to know. You know, I I could probably talk about this for a long time because I have made tons of crucial errors um, and also just one last thing before we really dig into it I want to make sure that the audience knows um, and, and anyone that knows me that worked for me during this awful fall time right because I mean Taylor you're here for that too um, this is not about anyone um, it, there might be certain things that I talk about that will be like oh shit that was my fault none of this was anyone's fault um, this is on me and as an entrepreneur as a CEO as a business owner Everything is your fault. There was always things I could have done better. I could have been clear on, or I every decision that was done, like it essentially was done by me. You know, at the end of the day, and so I want to make sure everyone understands that and knows that.
1: Oh, well, then, uh, with that being said, I can't wait to hear your "Broke to the Boss" tip of the week because I think it's going to be probably a unique one, unlike anything anybody's heard, and really authentic and very real. So I, I have no clue what it is, by the way, guys. So I can't wait to hear that at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, if you're ready, let's get right into it.
0: Let's dig it deep.
1: All right. So last, um, on the series, first episode, we did the rise. And so let's talk about the fall. Um, I want to get right into, um, kind of a blend of the two. So when did you know that you made it? And when did you know that things were starting to take a turn?
0: So, I mean, I I think, I, I knew I made it for a while, um, You know, obviously, when I when I built the millionaire recruiter and stuff like that, but I think because I had built something so successful at such a young age, uh, I was definitely in the imposter syndrome for a really long time. I just didn't know it. And I didn't know it until I hit probably like um, rock bottom. Actually, maybe it it hit me when I sold techies. You know, that's that's what I'll say. So. I sold techies, and that's when I was like, shit, this was cool. Like, I've really made it. I have sold the company. And I think also because of the reaction from, you know, people on the outside of being like, holy shit, Brianna, how'd you do that? And I got, like, a lot of messages from people I didn't even know, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought that was just really cool. And that then it just kind of hit me. I was like, oh, my God, you're right. I have made it. Um But then, you know, I got right into the new stuff and I was like, I, as I think as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking for that shiny new penny. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even when I was successful at techies, I was like, cool, what am I going to do with all this money? Like, I want to open up a trampoline park. I want to do this. (laughs) I want to do that. Like, trust me, I went through all of that. (laughs) That's a whole other episode. Um, But yeah, it's like, it was never good enough. There was nothing ever good enough for, for me. And so I had to keep going and I had to keep showing. I don't know if I was showing other people that I could do it or at the end when I fell, it was because I was trying to show myself that I could do it and that I didn't believe I could.
1: That's interesting. So you felt like you had something to prove, even though you'd already proven yourself. You know, you'd successfully owned, operated and sold a business, but you still felt like you had something to prove.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think back when, when you were listening to the rise, like everyone knows that I I bought out my business partner. Well, it wasn't all, you know, roses and unicorns right after there was definitely like a six month period where I was like, oh shit, did I do the right thing? Like, can I make it on my own? Like, was I like, am I living in my own head? And was he actually like a powerful thing? Like, did I need him here? And I think the same thing happened after Mm Techie. Like I had been with that crew for so long that it definitely hit me this last year. Like, shit, did I need them? Like, I, I can I not be successful without them? Like, is, is it not me? You know, do I just happen to own something and like, I just fell into it, you know? Yeah.
1: So did you start to feel like, was there one pivotal mistake that you made that you're like, oh shit, you know, and that was kind of the turning point or did you did you acknowledge or recognize, I should say that you were making these mistakes, whatever they were decisions, whatever the case may be mm-hmm. as you were going, is there one thing that you're like, cause I think based on conversations you and I have had, I, I can, I know from firsthand from what you've told me that there's been certain things that you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably shouldn't have done that. But did you know that in those moments Were there moments that you're like, I, that was a
0: mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I would say it didn't hit me until about four to six months into my mistakes.
1: So there so was really, definitely,
0: yeah, there was definitely a long period of time that I didn't see shit like at all. I just saw, I just came into a bunch of money. I had a, but I had this passion project that was really interested in. I was able to grab um, really like high level talent that I felt had been there, done that more than I had. Um, and so I was more in like this interesting honeymoon phase. Um, it's not like hitting the Mm. lotto because by all means I didn't make that much money, but like, but it's, it's like this, um, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like a vacation honeymoon stage. I mean, that's, that's kind of the best way I can, I can think about it. Like, think of, you know, think about when you go on vacation, like there's nothing wrong, you know, at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. I didn't even think about that like analogy, but you can put the blinders on. You can pretend that like the whole world isn't falling apart, even if it is when you're on mm -hmm. vacation, that makes sense. Um, so I know we're, I want to get into this much later, but what is the first mistake that you made, and what now going back and thinking about it, what would you have done differently?
0: Ooh, first mistake, like first big mistake. Yeah, first big mistake um, was having like really, really, um, I guess not enough ICs. I, I tried to build departments mm-hmm. before there were departments. Okay, I, I think that was. And a, so you would have. No, no, that was. Just, I was going
1: to say, so what would you have done differently? Is there a delay? Do we have a delay? Sorry, guys. About that, there might be a little bit of a delay. Um, We're talking no. over each other. Anyways, you've got the floor.
0: Yeah, so I think I, in my mind, because I had already built a company, it was already successful. I didn't realize that it was over. And I know that that's crazy because obviously I wasn't working with those people anymore, but I was building an organization based off of the success I had before, not based off of it was a new startup. So I wasn't thinking like, here's a new, another baby startup. I was thinking I'm already successful. I'm going to build this really quickly. It's not a big deal. Um, so about, let's see, uh, February to so about like four or five months. We were operating and we were making money and it was fine and we and we built and, and we were scrappy. And that's when I was like, cool. Well, then let's move forward. Like, let's, you know, let's shoot ourselves forward. So instead of taking it slow for the first year, which most people are supposed to do, I decided to, to do hyper growth because, again, I had the money. And that was the dumbest mistake for sure. So
1: what are some of the things that you did for techies that you saw, like some of the same strategies or processes that you applied at techies that you found success in, but that you didn't quite see the same
0: results at Talent Purchase with Diversity? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, God, I feel like I just operated totally different, unfortunately. Um hmm. I'm going to say I operated totally differently. I don't think that there has, well, I, I, so um, lately I have been trying to get more back to, I guess I call it my techies roots, um, my scrap, yeah. my scrappiness. Uh, and so I have started to see them work, but I will say that BizDev is different now. Uh, BizDev mm-hmm. because the world's different. Um, yep. the, the layoffs, like all of those things. And so I haven't had to do BizDev in so long. And so trying to do the same tactics that had worked before and had worked with techies for many, many, many years to not see them work now um, is definitely, you know, been a challenge naturally. And you have to pivot and, and learn, uh, which I actually think is really interesting. It's, it's interesting to to now reach out to fellow peers that I'm not saying I didn't need them before, but but, you know, like we always like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? But now to say like, hey, I actually need your help. Like, what's the best strategy for this? I think has been really cool to um, to reconnect and network more deeply. It's
1: probably been really humbling.
0: Oh Just god, to be, yes. Like let <laughs> say that. Like oh yeah, yeah. No, it 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 has. It's it, it's been nice. I- How'd you cope with that though?
1: So like going from being on top of the world, like I've got all this money, I'm starting these successful or ran the successful business, sold it. And then now you're going back kind of, like you said, back to like scrappy building a business as if basically the techies and that success didn't exist. You're starting all over. How is that? How have you coped with humbling yourself to do that?
0: Um the humbling part was easy because it kicks you on your ass. So you don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um I, I have not coped very well. Um not at all. It's been it's been quite a journey. I've actually completely um I had a I had a meltdown for sure. I had my first anxiety attack um at the beginning of the year. So that sucked. So I was like, whoa, what was that? Hello. Uh so that was crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been getting getting help um through just a therapist. I still have my coach. I've reached out to, um, someone else just to talk to that can relate to where I am because I think also the hard part is, um, is when you own a business, it's really hard to, to know who to confide in and know who to talk to without judgment. I think that's its own separate thing and that's not going to affect your business. Um, that's its own thing, but, um, Mm -hmm. I have been, I've been manifesting for sure. That's been really, really helpful. Uh, and then I've just been talking about to myself and writing it down like the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room? Like what's, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with me? Why am I upset? Why am, is this hard to cope? Um, but unfortunately what I did is I didn't talk to any loved ones or family or or friends. I, I like completely disappeared. Like there's lots of friends and family who are like, I haven't talked to you in months. Like, where the hell are you? And I just was like, just poured myself in, into the kids and just other things, really. I just disconnected in a really unhealthy way.
1: And what timeline was that, that you were doing that,
0: that you uh, disconnected? Yeah, so I, I started to disconnect. Um, so, so let's see, so I sold October 2021. I probably disconnected pretty darn soon, which was like December, January. So it's 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 been a while. Um, and then I just finally reconnected, okay. I would say, um, I, think, I think hitting the year with the techie sale was like a big deal because I was like, okay, then die. I'm not bankrupt. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and I think hitting that year was really important. And then I finally came clean and told my friends how shitty it was. And what was really interesting, actually, that was my birthday. Yeah. So my birthday is a couple days before the the sale anniversary. Happy birthday to that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And we were at a spa day and uh, I was with two of my really good friends. And I was just like, all right, here's the real shit. Here's what's going on. It's fucking awful. And like, I just went "Yeah," and I told them everything. So I told all of my, and I don't have a ton of close friends. I have like, you know, five really good friends. Um, So I told all of them right at about that time, just exactly what was going on with me and how bad it really was. And it was so therapeutic. And all of a sudden they were like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, here's what's going on with me. And they told all of their shit. It was just so crazy. I've been friends with people for so long. We're so close. We're used to talking about so many different things. And yet for some reason, professionally, us women, powerful women could not talk about how shitty our careers were. So it was like a really Interesting. great, yeah, it was a really great session for all five of us at different times. And so I thought that was really nice and I didn't realize I needed it. That, that makes me
1: think that that could be a whole nother episode too, because I feel like that's just, that's so common and you're right. It's with women. It's like, we, huh. we talk yeah. about so much, but then we internalize things like that with regards to our success or lack thereof or failures. It's like, we carry that burden. I don't really know why we do that, but you're not alone in that. A lot of women do that. Um, okay. So I, this is a question that I've been really excited to ask you. So what decision looked good at the time or when you, when it was taken, but ultimately led to a disaster? <laughs>
0: um, to build, to build diversity as a bigger, as a bigger, um, full blown company, really. Um, I, everyone mm-hmm. knows I am very vocal about how passionate I am about learning and development, um, how passionate I am about bringing standards to, you know the recruiting industry because there are none which is a whole other subject um but i don't know why because i when i built the millionaire recruiter course and it was successful i just did it on teachable and you know paid 15 grand to the course it was super professionally and really well done and that's what was important to me and um i took the advice of you know lnd experts i'll air quote that um on what we had to build and i didn't think through that enough. I didn't realize how much money that would cost. And I didn't realize how long it took. I didn't ask all of those right questions. And the reason why I think goes into the imposter syndrome more than anything is because I wasn't the expert. I've been used to I built a business mm. off of being an expert. Yet this was like my like this was my shiny passion project. And I just let everyone tell me what to do. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, great. Let's do that. Okay, yeah. And it's like, again, why I didn't treat it as a starty, as a a scrappy startup, um, it was the hugest mistake. I should have just strapped that thing right back on Teachable, paid the 15K to do that. And like done exactly what I knew had been successful before. um, And I didn't because again, I had like twinkles in my eyes um, and I had too much money. Yeah. You know, I honestly think it keeps going well, back to that. What a problem to have. Well, well, I have that problem the other way. Um, you no, know, but I, I think that, that's the difference. Like people ask me, what was, what's the biggest difference? The biggest difference is I didn't even have like $1,000 when I started Techies. You know, I had credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like when you don't have money, you do things differently. The more money you have. Like I, yeah, I know. This honestly, like we should write this down as being a subject. And I've been talking to my, my little brother about this. The more money you have, the more money you spend. If I could switch back time and say, like, no, Brianna, just spend exactly like your means and do all these things. Why do you have to spend more money because you have more money? Does it doesn't make any sense? Like, why do you why yeah. are you no longer paying attention to all of the subscriptions you have and don't use? <laughs> you know, it's like because you can. Like you're just just lighting money on fire. It's crazy.
1: It really is true. So do you think going back, you know, you started Talent perch Do you think you would have waited to start Thriveversity or do you think you should have just done like exactly what you said? Just do the route that you're that you're going now, the route, the teachable route, you know, so get one startup up off the ground successful, yep. then start the whole big Thriveversity like exactly as you wanted
0: to do it and started to do it. Um. So, yes, I definitely should have stuck with with Talent perch I should have definitely put uh, Thriveversity on Teachable. I'm, I didn't have to build two businesses. I literally set up all this infrastructure, assuming this puppy's going public, this one's going the whole way, all these things again. Like I get really excited, I get very excited. And I have, um, I think what's my strongest point, but also can be my favorite sometimes is my vision. So I definitely see, like, I'm a really good creative problem solver. And so, like, I see, I'm like, oh, I see a need and I know how to do it. and I know this is here and all these things, but I get too far ahead of myself. Um, so, yeah, no, it didn't need to be a business at all. Uh, it didn't have to have its own EIN number at all. Um, it, that was silly. So what do you do as an individual
1: when you, knowing that you get too far ahead of yourself, knowing that you have the self-awareness, you know you do that, what do you do to kind
0: of rein it in? <laughs> I talk about yourself
1: with people. Like, What's your process?
0: Yeah, sorry. I'm laughing because I do this often. Um, I am as vocal as I could possibly be. Um, I I have a few people that I like to tell my ideas to, get their excitement level. And then I have ones that I know that are just going to shoot it to me real. Like, man, that is ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? Um, (laughs) You know, so I definitely have the ones who are my cheerleaders and my ones who kind of put like the rock down a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I talk about it a lot. Like, I'm um, even, like, with relationships, even the bad a relationships, I've gotten really vocal about because I find it very therapeutic. Interesting. Oh.
1: I really love that you do that because I, I feel like that's not something that you've always done since I've been working no. with you. I feel like as we've gotten... To know each other and work together longer. I definitely see that you're getting more vocal. You're getting more like you're talking about things like I shouldn't have done that or I should have done this or I did a great, like even giving yourself, and we talked about episodes back, those wins, those pats on the back. Oh yeah. Remember we talked about taking the break to eat the salad, you know, (laughs) like I feel like you're definitely doing that a lot more. So what, um, you said you had that turning point that made you start was did somebody give you some guidance Was Cheryl or did somebody say, Brianna, you need to start talking about it. You need to start journaling about it. You need to start like, or were you just like, I have to do something.
0: I was desperate. I was like, I have to do something. And I started digging really deep as to when I was at my high, like when mm. I was at my high and just like, cause I mean, I've had tons of highs and lows, right? Yeah. Like it, 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 everyone does. Um, obviously the, we we're talking about the fall because it's like rock bottom is my opinion. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had to go back to my era as to not only when I was the happiest, but when I made the most money and when I felt the most in charge of myself. Mm. and I had to like harness this. that I had to harness it and I had to read oh boy have I been reading yeah what kind of books have you been reading um well actually I've been going back to my um, my fiction novels which are always based in London um but it's because <laughs> I know so so, totally not what you were thinking I was gonna say no um, no it, it's a uh, it's Sophie Kinsella and um, she has like they're just great books and they're just like fun and they're about just women and them finding themselves in different ways, whether it's a relationship through their work, all these things, but it's just really fun. And I used to read a lot and I think I got so wrapped up in only reading things about career and stuff like that. that I was like a- obsessive and it like, wasn't going anywhere. And I thought, I think that that's somehow what was breaking me down as well. Uh, which is weird because I know motivational books are great. So I still have those. Um, but like, I, I go on Pinterest, um, every morning. And I pick a couple of motivational quotes. Sometimes I go in because I save them. So sometimes I'll just read like the few that I love or I'll just see what's on my feed that day uh, and like embrace that and think about, wow, like how does that make me feel? And I have a whole note section in um, the iPhone and I just kind of like go, this is how I feel. or This is how I would say this quote differently, stuff like that.
1: I think that's really good advice that you may not even know that you just gave. But for people to take a break from their reality, like an escape and go and read a, a, you know, a fiction book or something like that. Because I I can relate to what you said so much. I read all these motivational books. I'm like, I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like, uh, you know, you feel like you should be doing so much and always go, 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 go. But it's really nice to escape from reality. And it really is beneficial. I found for myself, like it helps my mental state when I do that and it and helps re-energize me for work when I kind of take a break from work, uh, you know, and just escape. Uh,
0: Exactly. Okay. So I was at LinkedIn connect. Um, what, was LinkedIn? Yeah. Anyways, I was at this big LinkedIn event, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this amazing speaker and I was so shocked she was there just because it just didn't feel at the moment. It went with the theme, but I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And so she had, she said something about, um, she goes, does anyone quit in here? And of course, no one raises their hand. Who raises their hand to say they're a quitter? Like nobody. And she was like, shame on every single one of you. You need to quit every day. I quit every day, and it's because I need to recharge. I need to spend time with my kids. And if you don't quit your job every day, you're it's gonna it's gonna drain you. You're gonna get overwhelmed. You're not gonna you know. So she's like she's like the fact that people say you can't quit like quitting's for losers. She's like that's insane. That's ridiculous. And so she went off on this crazy tangent about it. And I was just like felt myself being like you know doing the little snaf. I was like yeah, get it, get it. It just I was like I had never ever heard that before.
1: I've never heard that before either, especially in this, like, look at my background, like this yes. kind of hustle cool, culture. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. Where you feel like that's the only way, if you're a go-getter, or a high performer, you feel like that's kind of the only way is to like, just go all the time. That's the only way to make shit happen. But I think unplugging, there's a lot. And the fact that you said that you do that, and I know you're like, anybody can tell you that I say this about you. I'm like, if I could bottle up her energy, I'd be a billionaire. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's some, uh, some other shit for our listeners. And it's in a good way. You know, it is like something that I truly, I could be a billionaire if I could bottle that up, but to hear that you even unplug and you like an escape and you're not like, go, go, go business all the time. Like Mm -hmm. that's really reassuring. It took me years though. It took
0: me years to do that because, um, I realized that when I was younger, wow, I'm actually realizing this right now. When I was younger, I did play so much, right? Like we talk about like the, the drinking, the deals, the going out yeah. for lunch for boozing for three hours. Like that was, that was just agency life. And we all did it for like many, many years. And actually when you have kids, you know, you can't really do it's that. Different, before, right? Right? <laughs> it's totally different. So you grow up and you again, kind of lose, how am I celebrating my highs? So therefore you're not unplugging as much. And when you are a parent, especially with younger kids, like there is no unplugging. You know, and so it's like you have to like have strict boundaries with work and kids and how do you figure that out? So, yeah, no, it did. It did take me a, a really long time to, to figure out that I needed a different outlet um, and I needed to recharge. It's not that I didn't have like the energy. It's just it does become just things just start to feel heavier and mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, the lights not as bright. Um, and that it, everything's exhausting. Why is this exhausting? You know? Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: That's a great way to describe it. Everything's exhausting. Doing the kids like what you have to take to school. Like I was telling you about the toilet paper roll that it just seems exhausting because it's like another thing on your to-do list and you have no escape. Yeah. You have no escape.
0: Mm-hmm. What I realized earlier in the year too um, so actually, honestly, ever since I sold techies, this is really like I, I keep talking about it, but it's everything happened right when I sold techies. I, I, I just crumbled and I wasn't ready for it mentally. Um, and so I even stopped like I'm really big, I'm a big gift giver. I love giving gifts. I love personalizing things. I love personal cards and like there's so I could go off on a tangent there. Uh, and I didn't do a lot this year. I've missed some mm. people's birthdays. Like I've just been I feel like I've been like an awful friend in person um, for a little bit. And again, that's just me being really hard on myself. So I'm sure I've been awful, but, um, but it feels like it because I didn't feel like myself. Um, and so that's why I like, I, I, and then here, you're going to laugh at me on this one, but um, like I didn't do like my birthday and Christmas list yes, last year. And everyone looks forward to that because they're funny and ridiculous. And I did it since I was a kid and they're just getting more and funny and ridiculous. And so everyone was like, where the hell's your birthday list? Like it's just this comical card. I basically give everybody. Um, oh, I, I was it. like,
1: what is this birthday? Like, yeah.
0: I have to see this. I, I, I will, I will share it. I'll share you one of my favorites. Um, but it's just this like really sarcastic thing. You know, I ask for like a winning lotto ticket, you know, just like stuff like that. But a winning um... lotto ticket. <laughs>
1: Not one of those $5, that shit better be billions.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I don't have have time for that. (laughs) But yeah, so I was losing myself, this is the point.
1: Um, One of the questions that I have for you that I feel like a lot of people can relate to is, um, so whenever you're you're on a high and you're winning, like everybody's your friend, right? Everybody's writing you shit on LinkedIn and everybody's buddy buddies. And then it's like, when you need them, like now when you're reaching back out and you're like, hey, you know, like how you said you had to humble yourself to do that what has your response rate that what have you experienced there? I should say like these people that were riding your high with you were your cheerleader now that you kind of can need them. What has that been like?
0: Yeah. So I would say two to three months ago, it was like crickets. It was like, no one even knew who I was. Like I, like I very rarely ask for favors. So I started, you know, asking it's for favors, right? You know, I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like blah, blah, blah. I need, this, I need that. And some people showed up. Some people just got on the phone, but nothing came out of it. Uh, but there was like, I was really um, bothered that there was a lot of crickets. It's like, I always returned your emails and i are not returning mine. Like, that's interesting. Okay. It's the, what have you done for me lately thing? And so now, because there has been so many layoffs, it's like my, um, my box is being flooded again. Uh, And I was like, Hey, can you Mm -hmm. help me with this? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You need something. Uh, But at the same time, I, in fact, did the same thing. You know, I didn't need them for a while. Yeah. So, so when they were reaching out to you, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. But when they were reaching out to you, like you said, you always return their emails when they were reaching out to you for help or whatever, at the point that you were on your high, did you do what you could to
0: help them? Or were you just like, meh? Well, I'll give you a, uh, um, I've done both. um, And I've definitely done meh. Uh, We, there was, (laughs) there was this team. And again, this is why I think it's like what goes around comes around. Like I've definitely done this. Um, So there was this team who had massive layoffs and it was a referral and he wanted me to talk to his entire team. And it just wasn't roles that we did. And I let him know. And he was like, can you just talk to them? And I was like, yes. Like, and I was like, I should have just said, no, I'm sorry. Like, I can't help you. I should have been Mm -hmm. super honest. Like I'm normally like that, but he was just, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, again, I just feel like I haven't put myself. So I was like, yeah, sure. So all of a sudden my inbox is flooding with all of these people I'm supposed to talk to. And I can't, I can't even use them and I'm busy. And I, and some of them I ignored, some of them I, you know, apologize to and try to like get back. And then again, at the end of the day, I ignored way too many. And that was so rude of me. And I'll probably, you know, need them in a couple of years and they won't get back to me because I was an ass, (laughs) you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, well, that's one thing that I've experienced since we've been kind of things have taken a turn. I've been reaching out to first connection people that are like, that have reached out to me throughout the years, that I've stayed in contact with, with them throughout the years, if they've needed something and it's like, where are you now? You know what I mean? I've been experiencing that since we've been doing biz dev. And I'm like, people don't forget. I won't forget that, you know, when you need something, because I think it, I always try to respond when I can. I think it takes nothing to give somebody a response back or, um, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. Like what you put out there, you get back. And just like what you were just talking about right there, like what you put out there, you give back. And there will be a point where they need us. And it's like, sorry, but I just, I don't know. I had this whole thought process and I I was like, Brianna and I need to definitely talk about this. But I mean, I was like, what is the point of LinkedIn? If people are not gonna actually network, if people do not want to actually support each other, it's like just another and I had this moment where I was like pissed off at LinkedIn because I'm like, what is the point of doing this and me even being on this? It's just another social media if people are not actually gonna help each other as it relates to business. What's the point well, of having a big network?
0: Just like we were talking about, you know, Chief, um, it's crowded, yeah. it's noisy. People are like, I think people want to network and then all of a sudden get really overwhelmed with. Um, I know that happens to me sometimes where it's like, I'll like reach out and have great conversations. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're still talking to me. <laughs> Wait, did the conversation not end? <laughs> are, we still, are we still doing this? You know? And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, people do still have to work. So they can't always have these like conversations always network. And it gets really, really, really crowded. And I know there'll be some times where it's like, I've got like 50 messages in my inbox. Like how am I supposed to get back to everyone? And then you start to copy and paste stuff. Cause it's like, I can't, like, I just can't. Um, so you have to schedule it because I do agree, like you should take time. It doesn't take long, but once it starts piling up, then it's just overwhelming and ridiculous. But um, yeah. And then I also think about just how people get um, really like they don't like confrontation, right? And they don't like to feel like they were an asshole, like they, that, that, that bothers them. So it's like if it has been like a week or so since you've been back to gotten back to someone, then you feel like, oh, shoot, should I get back to you? was it too late? Oh, I feel weird. Like, I know I felt like that sometimes when like, I've not intentionally, but like you have ignored. you know, like you didn't to yeah. someone, okay. You, or or you did straight up ignore them. And you're like, oh, I just don't have time for that. It does feel like, oh shit, I hurt their feelings. Oh my God. I'm such an asshole. I shouldn't have done that. I should have gotten back to them. You know, it's, um, I don't know. And the people just, I think people would rather walk away and go under the covers than be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't get back to you. Like what's going on?
1: which is so crazy to me. Cause it takes me back to our episode about having the like difficult conversations. It's mm. like, it's difficult. If you go into that with that mentality that it's difficult, but I know for me as a person, I can't speak for anybody else, but I look at it. Like I'd rather somebody tell me, I'm so sorry that I forgot to get back to you. You know, two weeks later, three weeks, later, a month later. And it's like, okay, you're back on the nice list, not on the naughty list, but it's like, <laughs> you don't say shit. If you just go somebody, I won't forget that. You know, it takes yeah. two seconds, even if it's time has passed. So I feel like I've had this kind of moment with, with connections and stuff recently where I've been like, you know, kind of written people off where like, it's when you really need their help or you're really reaching out for support and people have, you've helped them in the past or they're nowhere to be found. It's like, I I don't know, maybe I'm just, ha- I'm having a moment, but I'm like, I won't forget that, you know? <laughs> well, see now you sound bitter. <laughs> I, maybe I am. Bitter party of one. Maybe I am bitter. But, you know, once Christmas ends, I won't be. You know, it's the holidays. But no, I'm just thinking, I th- I think my kids know this. Like, you always help people when you can. You always do. Like, we, we live our lives by that. Um, and so it's just like, it bums me out to think that there's people that you may have been connected to for literally a decade and they have the opportunity or in the position to help you and they don't. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just...
0: I don't know why people. What's the point of being connected? I should say. But. Yeah, I think one thing that would be interesting that I don't know why LinkedIn doesn't do like the whole like this person was on LinkedIn like three days ago. Like I know they have like that green button on LinkedIn to shows when they are on, but it would be also mm-hmm. nice to know when was the last time they were in their inbox because I think that's another thing too. I think because LinkedIn's getting so noisy that maybe people are not even on it like they used to be. I don't know. Now I feel like I'm making. I think that's fair. People, I definitely but. think.
1: No, I definitely, I agree with you completely. It's taken a turn. It's different. It's definitely getting more traditional social media and noisy. That's a good way to describe it. Um, But getting back to you, you know, like we've talked about what you would do differently, um, how you knew you made it. What is, we've talked about this kind of lightly, but what is the absolute hardest thing or was the hardest thing about starting your businesses or the hardest realization you came to when you realized they weren't working? Like what was the hardest part of all that? Can I tell you like 10 things?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're here for. (laughs) Um, So I am a trust first person. Once you screw me over, then, you know, we move forward. But I I trust first. Um, And so there was definitely um, quite a few situations, um, some people in particular, that I could not believe how dishonest they were. Like, I don't live my life like that. Mm -hmm. And so it was also like kind of a naive moment for me because obviously there's tons of liars in this world, you know, and I didn't do my due diligence to check. I believed wholeheartedly. And I also think like I believed wholeheartedly because I wanted to. Um, That's Mm -hmm. another thing. I think that I definitely got caught up in like this, again, shiny star. And I didn't want to believe that it wasn't working. Um, I didn't want to believe that I had put all of my eggs in one basket because I tell people to to not to do that all the time, (laughs) you know? So I think I was making mistakes, um, that I tell people not to, and then therefore couldn't admit to myself that I was basically a hypocrite. Um, I think when you, when you put it like Mm. that, so that was, that was really, really, really difficult. And I was finally like, oh my God, like I, then you start checking, um, and then why I gave this closure in the beginning is because everything that happens, you know, I, I, all the money I have wasted on so many things, so many things, um, so many people, to be totally honest with you, um, is still on me because I decided to, again, trust b- blindly. And I'm not saying that I didn't have talented people, but I didn't have the right people. Like, mm. that's, like that's 100% true. Um, and, again, it was because I didn't ask the right questions. I didn't have our future spelled out properly. And if you don't have, like, I, I knew what my, I, I wanted my end game to be, but I didn't have all of the micro goals you need to get to your mega goal all lined out. I was just like, well, no, this is where I want to go. So like, let's just get there. Like, what's, what's, what's the problem? Um, and so I, that's, that's its own thing where if one, if people haven't been in a startup, and I'm also not treating my company like a startup, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. You know, people need certain things. I know, like, you know, you and I have had lots of those conversations where you're like, what exactly like is is my job? What exactly do I have to do right now? You know, like we have to- I don't yell it at you though. <laughs> not like that, yeah. whoa. <laughs> well, it felt like it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was like, you know, um, again, because I have never, this is kind of crazy, I have never had a job description. I have never mm-hmm had a performance review, I have, which is great. Like All of those things are really crazy. I have never had to operate in any kind of a corporate structure. So therefore, I don't know how to talk to people that have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I, I, it's like I have, um, I envision all of the stuff on the table that need to get done. And I envision like a hungry, hungry hippo, like just grab it and do it. Grab yeah. it and do it. Like, let's just like, like, what do you mean? And a lot of people can't work like that. Um, and that's okay. And I, and I don't think, again, I like realized or even took the time to be like, Hey, can you work like that? Is that yeah. okay for like, is that okay with you? Or can we do that? Or what's wrong with that? Or, or even being like, Hey, can we mesh our, mesh our, um, uh, like how we both do it. You know, there wasn't enough conversation. Actually, oh, mm-hmm. let me take that back. There was too much conversation sometimes, but it wasn't the right conversation. I don't even know if that was conversation or just like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's it's been just... a lot, there's been a lot of bullshit.
1: Yeah. So that go, okay. So I have a couple of questions. Um, so you talked about the money loss and you're like, I've just lost all this money, wasted all this money on people, different systems, tools, how, how for our listeners that could potentially be in the same situation, how do you cope with that? Because I imagine, I mean, you know, like I lose like 50 bucks on a, you know, a slot machine. I'm like, uh, you know, that's something I could have, it's a meal I could have bought, you know? So like, I imagine yours is, the loss from the different individuals, like it's significant, right? It's, it's way more than 50 bucks. So it's (laughs) like, how do people that could be in your shoes or in this same position cope with that loss of money? Can't dwell. You can't,
0: you cannot put how much money to things. Um, That has been really difficult to do because trust me, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not perfect. I have been, I've been thinking, shit, I could have put hundred K down on a, on a condo and rented it out. I could have put like, Oh, like I go on all these different tangents on yeah. what I could have used the money for. Because trust me, if you asked me three years ago, Oh my God. And I've actually, I've said this out loud. So shame on me, give me a million bucks and I'll turn it into a hundred million. You know, like I I've said those things. Um, and I'm like, who wastes a hundred, uh, who wastes a million dollars? <laughs> uh, party right here. Uh, I sure as fuck have <laughs> like literally burned it on fire. And it's crazy. And I never in a trillion fucking years would have thought I would have done something so idiotic. Um, now, with that said, what kind of makes me feel good is, you know, that FTX. Like how much, how many billions of dollars did that guy just shit down the toilet? You know, it's like, and, and, and that's a shitty situation. Pun intended, I guess. Um, but like there has been tons of stories about very successful, very rich individuals who have lost it all. Yeah. And also have come back. So like, I have to give myself, like I had this moment in the car, like last week, I was like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like, it's okay to fall. I think the reason why this fall was so long and felt so hard is because it's never happened to me before. I relate it to a breakup. I've Mm. never been, let's knock on wood here for a second. I have never been dumped where I was like, oh my God, you know, like, oh, and I knew actually I I'm I'm with the current person that like, I know I would feel that way with him. And so Mm. I'm like, shit. So it's, and so now like with like the business, it's like, oh my God, I've never fallen this far down before. Um, and so it was really hard to cope because you don't have those, like, I have a lot of different, like of those muscles in me of, of like, you know, fail fast muscles, you know, like that's easy, but, um, and even lows, like that's easy, but to see all of the the massive mistakes and to have your mistakes affect people's lives. I mean, we've gone through layoffs, right? Like that was really hard for me. Like to lay people off was, wow, that was bad.
1: now that you have failed, not the fail fast, like what you're talking about, but now that you have failed at such a magnitude that, like you said, affects people's lives, do you feel like that is an important part of a person's growth to fail?
0: hundred percent. So I have always said that failure is the fastest way to learning. And I've loved that shit, but to fall like, um, like this, Oh, I wish I would have done this a long time ago. (laughs) It has been, one of the best things and trust me it was not feeling like that at the time but now that I'm out of it I was like thank fucking god thank you like thank you thank you
1: I've just seen a complete 180 in you you know since like I started working with you to now it's like I don't know it's kind of a full circle moment we always talk about this too with our relationship like I feel like Mm -hmm. Well, and I also feel like, you know, now at this point, like who's in it with you and who's been in it with sure. you as far as like, just the people you surround yourself with personally, professionally, you're like, who's here for you, who loves Brianna, who supports Brianna, whether you're on top or you're at the bottom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. What are, and cause we touched on it, some of them, but what are the three biggest mistakes that you have made in talent, perch diversity? So not talking about techies and now what, what would you have done different?
0: Yeah. Definitely headcount. Um, because again, I'll go back to the the money thing because I had a a big enough nest egg. I didn't think to, Oh, let's plan this out. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, when it comes to finance, so I had never had a finance person. So I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, I can can afford a finance person. Let's do this. Yay. How fun. And all of a sudden I found myself with two people. Okay. That was silly. Um, I I didn't need any of that. Um, I think it was like, again, like, oh my God, I have money, let's go spend it, fun. There was not enough conversations. I just felt because I had done my own finances and I felt like, oh, I'm probably not that good at it. I didn't give myself any credit. Like, Mm. Like what was wrong with me? I literally ran a successful company for 12 years financially. Great. I've done well, really well. I had of course some help with my CPA who did like the books and stuff, but it was like, to think that I couldn't be at the table with my own finance person was ridiculous. Like that was so crazy. And to be completely removed from the finances again, ridiculous. I would never do that again, ever. Okay.
1: So yeah. that's a big, that's, one. that's
0: number one. Yeah. Huge. Um, one. Um, Again, with uh, I would say if you're going to put your um, money and trust and something in a product, you have to make damn sure that the people that are doing that product, something that you can't do, they have done before, and you've seen it, and you've liked it. Mm. That's really important. Um, Also, making sure that revenue and biz dev is always number one. Like, and I know that that seems silly, like, duh, Brianna, you need to, like, run a successful, profitable company. But um, when we go back to the connections and, like, you know, like, you would think I have so many connections in this business. I have so many clients that have paid me over the years. So many people have knocked on my doors and stuff like that. And you just assume that you can pick up the phone and call any one of them at any given time is a complete lie. Yes. Like, don't ever think that. Don't ever, ever, ever take your foot off networking, off biz dev. And um, I'll give you a fourth one that I wish I would have done is marketing. Yes. Mm. A, a thousand times over. I I was like um, an undercover recruiter. So an <laughs> undercover entrepreneur. I, that's how I'll put it. Mm. I had, for the longest time, had a very hard time with someone calling me the boss and the CEO. It was such a trigger for me. It was one of my biggest insecurities. I know it was one of my biggest insecurities. And I, had to get, and I had to get a coach for it because again, I didn't think I earned it. I thought I started something and I got lucky and I was a great IC and I didn't think I earned that title. Isn't that crazy? That's
1: so crazy, especially because I feel like that's just from an outsider's perspective, the opposite view. I have a view of like, I feel like that was like, an abundance of confidence, like coming into this. Like I got this shit. I've done this before I've ran a successful business. Like this is nothing, you know, I could do this in my sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me that, I mean, I guess fake it till you make it right. You were faking it the whole entire time because I really thought that that's how you showed up. Like I got this shit, you know, your confidence gave all of us confidence. Yeah.
0: So I guess those are two different things for me. Those are Mm -hmm. two different things. It's the title is what makes me insecure. Mm. it's not that I don't feel like I got this and it's not that I feel like, like, I mean, like I even have like a, um, on my computer, this thing that says I know how to make money at any any given moment. Like that's like my thing. Like I, Mm -hmm. I know how to make money. I know how to make money here and now, whenever, like I feel really confident about those things. Um, but when it comes to like, if I were like, I would never apply for a CEO position. Like never. Interesting. Yeah. Like, so it's, and then for some reason, like the word boss too, it's like, um, well, like a lot of my really good friends, I ended up, ended up being my employees, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, I remember, oh my God. Okay. Here's, here's the best way to tell this. I was at, um, a really good friend's house. She ended up dating one of the employees and we're at uh, their house. And she's like, oh, um, so-and-so's boss. Oh, hi, this is Brianna. So-and-so's boss. That's how they introduced me. And I was mm. like, well, no, she's like my best friend. So for some yeah. reason that made me feel like really like an outsider, like, you know, it's like, no, they just brought me around because I'm their boss or no, I'm, they're just out to lunch with me because they work with me, right? you know, because mm. I pay the bills, you know, and, I'll, and the reason why I think I feel like this, um, well, one again, because I was so young, but um, so I had a, uh, my recruiting boss we were out to, for drinks, we're at some bar mm-hmm. and I bought him a drink and he was like, so dumbfounded. He was literally floored. He was like, I, I thought like I did something wrong. That's how like, like he was like, what? what is-? Yeah. He was like, what is this? And I was like, um, I was just buying you a drink. It's a whiskey. He, yeah. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a beer. And, yeah, and, you know, you're like 22 years old. So and I was like, uh-huh. uh, and he's like, um, no one has ever bought me a drink. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm the boss. Like, no one buys me the drinks. I buy everyone else drinks. And I remember being like, that is so sad. However, so true. So true. Like, I remember have, like, fairly recent, gone out to, like, um, a, a bar and just, like, kicked it with who I thought like are my colleagues. I don't think of it as like my employees. Like you're just like, yeah, oh, they're like friends and colleagues, right? You know, right. there is a difference between saying employees and colleagues. And it's like the bill comes and no one moves. And I was like, I didn't know this was a work event. What the fuck? And I remember like I remember that feeling. Like that was really icky for me.
1: So you're um, like mom. Like you know how yes. your dad, like your dad yes. pays, your mom pays every time
0: they no matter how old you get, you know, they come down, take you to Ugh what a gross yeah. feeling. But I think anyone that's listening that has their own business probably knows exactly what that feels like because that's what happens. Yeah. It's like so I got to dig into that
1: real quick. So did you yeah. invite them all out or were you invited? Like you orchestrated it all and all of that. And then the bill comes and, cause I just look at that, like that's a night out with friends. I don't expect anybody to pay for my stuff if we all go and have a night out, but curious what would make
0: yeah. Did you orchestrate it, it? It was, it was a little bit of both. I mean, like, we just like, I like to have fun, like game nights and stuff like that. Um, and then even lunch, like I stopped actually going to lunch with people because they expected me to pay, even though they were like, Hey, do you want to go get so-and-so? And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll go. And then it was like, again, the bill comes and I'm paying for it. And then it's wow. like, I feel like an ass if I don't, you know? And again, this, this is my own feeling, right? Like, it's not like they made me feel like an ass, but um, yeah, no, it's just, it started to happen. And so then you start, like kind of going away from people a little bit, you know, and it's totally it's, that it's different. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So, and that's how it was at Techies too. Cause I know it was like it, a little different at, at the end. Yeah. At the end. Mm-hmm. Wow. That and, and, and not
0: not with everybody by, by any means. Like there was like my, my crew crew, you know, like that had been with me for a really long time, but half of them had it, you know, and they're again, all great people and also people I talked to, but, uh, yeah, it just kind of got to that.
1: So then, um, that's a good question, not related to necessarily the fall, but for other people listening. So how do you separate like, who's your friend in uh, within the workplace, given your CEO, right? Cause everybody has friends yeah. that are peers and all that stuff that you, you know, I have some of my best friends are people that I met through work, but like, how, how do you separate who is actually your friend that you've met through work and who is just like Okay, she's the boss, like you said, who's hanging out with you because you're the boss or who, you know, go to lunch because they think you're gonna pay. Like, how does a person
0: weed that out? Well, this is maybe gonna sound superficial, but this is the only way that I've The only way that I have been able to actually know who cares about me in like as as a friend is someone who's giving me a thoughtful gift mm. or has given me a card. Mm. So I, again, it doesn't have to be. It's not about money. It's just about the thoughtfulness of something and like someone actually taking the time to write me a card. Like I save them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I definitely have quite. I have a few, uh, and then there's still the ones that I that I talked to today that I know that I would I would go out and they would pay half the bill. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So it's whoever yeah. writes just in case everybody's <laughs> one anybody listening wants to know. That's the way to get to Brietta's heart. Send her a card. <laughs> Write me a card. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I have a I save all mine too that I get for gifts, husband, kids, I uh-huh. save like the one that you got me um for my birthday and for my anniversary. I save all those cards because I think that's really nice when you have low moments, regardless of if they're mm-hmm. professional or personal, to go back and read stuff like that. Like I don't know why anybody wouldn't say those things. I treasure those too. Or buy her home goods, $7 (laughs) tank tops. (laughs) I do love this. (laughs) So um, now framing this all up, like you probably had a set of goals going into this. Then there's the fall. What are your goals going in and heading into the comeback?
0: Oh, I'm really excited. Okay. So I'm really trying to think about, and this is funny to say, what would 24 year old Brandon do? What would Brianna that has no kids, has no money do? She's drunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but remembering. Because <laughs> I do remember shit now. <laughs> uh, yeah, like what would I, what would I done? And then now, because something that gets me so jazzed is to listen to other people's um, business ideas. So, so now mm-hmm. I, I coach more, which is really fun. And what's interesting is I've had a couple of that aren't even agency recruit, uh, owners yet. Either yet, Ooh. or they have like this idea, like I talked to this guy, I won't go into it because, you know, um, I believe in the, this idea is great, but he's in the medical field. And I was thinking to myself, why is this guy talking to me? Like, this is so, weird. but here, let's, I'm here for it. And he told me the coolest idea. And of course, you know, he's like, you want to go in on it with me? I'm like, shit, like, I don't, trust me, I cannot spend, spread myself any better right now. But um, yeah, it was just so interesting. I get so excited. And so listening to those things, and then the advice I'm giving them sometimes, I'll get off a call and write it down. Because that is my hardcore advice and I don't always listen to myself. And mm. so like, and so that's really interesting. Sometimes you just kind of go off of like, you know, um, where I le- where my career left off. Cause I think of like mm. techies, my career left off at a certain point. No, no, no. It's starting over now. As far as I'm concerned, I'm mm. nobody, you know, Chills. I'm nobody. I, I am nobody. No one knows me. No one knows my brands. I'm starting over you know, as if I did when I was to techies and I was ballsy as fuck when I started techies, you know? And so it's like, I definitely lost that too. And so I'm like, okay, here we go here. And I haven't, I don't fear. I don't have a lot of fear inside, but I think because again, I I fell so far. Um, mm. and I didn't catch myself quick enough. I, that, I, um, I'm hesitant, I guess is what it would be. Um, so now I'm just like, no, 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 no fear. Here we go. Like, let's just jump in and, and, and go for it. What's and then going back to how I used to always live my life. What's the worst thing that can happen? You can always make more money. That's it.
1: All of that just gave me chills. You're starting your career over. Yeah. Like, I think that is a great perspective to have. And I think that's good for our listeners and anybody who may be in your situation is like scratch the past, positive, negative, any successes or failures you've had, like you're starting over from this point,
0: you're mm-hmm. starting
1: your career. I think that's really, really insightful and really good advice. Yeah,
0: and you know what's interesting? I heard someone—I uh, can't—I can't remember where it was, but um, they were basically saying, you know, like of course VCs would prefer to give money to um, founders that have been there and done it before, right? I told you that. Oh, oh you told me that. Okay, that's the conversation I had. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so now they're starting to rethink that. Mm. Um. So God, was this a conversation I had with you, or did I read? I don't know. Anyways, um, they're now starting to rethink founders because they're sometimes set in their ways and sometimes they can't push innovation enough. Or sometimes again, like I had, I thought the same thing would work, but then I didn't do the same thing. And then it was like, you know, then you're kind of out of your element and you're starting a startup at your success. You can't start a startup at your success. You start a startup from ground one.
1: Yeah. I remember I was talking about, it was in Arizona uh-huh. and I had just read it the night before in my hotel room. We were at Inc. And I was like, this is really good information. It was me, you and your spouse. We were outside talking uh-huh. at that little, I'll never forget it because that was some of my funnest memories <laughs> was us out there. in that little, it was all pretty out there in Arizona, good vibes and just having really real conversations about business, yeah. about life. And I remember reading that and and sharing that with you because I was like, oh my God, like that makes so much sense. They want people that have failed, that have learned those lessons. Like they don't want people that think they know everything or that have only had success. So that's where I was asking you earlier. And I think that's really important for people to know is that, you know, you had all the success, but you feel like a lot of the character that you've built has come from these failures that you've had recently, you know, and not the fail fast, like the big monumental, (laughs) well, when it impacts other people's lives. Lighting money on fire. Yeah, absolutely. Lighting money on fire
0: is what I, is is how I say that. Yeah.
1: I have to imagine, and I've obviously never owned a business, but I have to imagine like the laying people off, like that would probably be the, the, the gut wrenching. Like when you know you're affecting other people's lives, I feel like that would be the moment for any business owner that would be like, Oh fuck you know, what, what did I, I do?
0: I talk about confrontation. Like that's one of those meetings where it's like, you want to just put your head down your little tail and be like, um, I'm sorry. Uh, bye. Okay. Bye. Here's the difference." You know, um, it, it's, it's really, it's really, really, really hard. Um, especially because I feel like I'm such a transparent person. Like that's one of our values. Like just keep it real. Like here's what's yeah. going on. And then to not have had that and, and people be shocked, Like that, I think that's what made it so hard for me is because they were so shocked. And so I swore again, and everyone knows here that like, look, if we're failing, everyone is going to know that we're failing. Like there's no surprise if, you know, for whatever reason, knock on all all the wood here, but, you know, we have to close the doors. It's like there was like no one didn't know. You know, I think that's what's really important. Yeah. And with bigger companies, like I can't even imagine. There's, you know, a thousand people here. A thousand people leaving Doordash today. You know, it was it's 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 yeah. like it's like not stopping, which is crazy. And it's like at a massive amount. Um, we had a a past employee, you know, that, that went to Amazon, and you know, she she got let go. And I just reached out to her. I was like, hey, you know, I hope you're doing okay. Da, da, da. And she was like, yeah, it was crazy because the day before my manager told me how great I was doing and how they essentially wanted to promote me. And the next day I was like, Oh, like talk about not having any transparency. I mean, and obviously that manager had no idea either. Like that's what's insane about it is even people like you think that at the top, no. And they don't like, I've talked to many, um, many like VP of TAs and stuff like that had no idea any of it was happening. until like right before it happened, I thought that's crazy. That's up.
1: Yeah. I, I've worked for a lot of big companies and that's always 100% of the case. Like always, it's like a certain group and it's a very select and very small group, know what's going on, but that's in those bigger corporations where they control the fate and destiny of the entire company. It's very different from here, which is why I, I also just love startups and specifically here so much is because you know, you talk about it all the time. Everybody is in control of their own fate. You know, we don't, we don't live in a box here at Talent Perch or Thrivers. So you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to go do writing, you can do writing here, you know, like you're not put in a box and there is a level of visibility. Um, and I feel like here, even though it wasn't maybe written out for people, I do think there was a certain level of visibility, even, even in the first, you know, situations that we had where we had it, like there's certain level of visibility. So I want to give you credit for that. Like, I think that you didn't write it out for people and you didn't spell it out exactly like you did this last time, which I thought was absolutely amazing. It's like, here is the real of the situation. I mean, you told everybody everything exactly where we're at, but I do think in those situations, like the Amazons, and just other really big corporations. I mean, that is not uncommon at all that you just don't know. I mean, you're literally as blindsided as everybody else. Yeah. I've been crazy. in those situations before where I've been called and told like, okay, you've got to lay five people off today. And I'm like, What? It's just a Thursday, you know. I had no idea that that's, that's the state of the cup. It is crazy, and then when you're the one that has to deliver those, even though I know it's different for you, having been the business owner, but it's still not easy to have those conversations with anybody or to have been laid off because I have before. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think it's whether you can prepare for it or not. I mean, it's still just like it's awful, and yeah. um, right now what's happening to so many different people, and that's why I, I, I'm so excited about us giving back and doing that webinar. I mean, it's it's something small, but it's something that we can do within our control, you know, yeah. to help. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And actually, we'll, we're going to start doing some more, you know, webinars probably on like a monthly basis, you know, just so everyone knows and they'll be live and free and all that good stuff, but just to, again, help in different ways. And it will not just be, you know, our, our fellow, uh, TA and recruiters, but you know, the, the hiring anyone. managers, yeah. And, and anyone, but it, it will still be in our realm of knowledge because I do believe in being niche, but yeah, it's looking really forward to that because I just think we have, yeah, I mean, that's why we started the podcast. We have a lot to say and we're going to give it to you real. um, But I think both of our intentions come really clear that we're here to help people. Like that's, that's the whole thing, right?
1: Yeah. So with, um, with that being said, what are you looking forward to most when, with regards to the comeback?
0: Ooh, (laughs) talking about it. Yay. (laughs) Um, you know what? I, I think what's the most important with the comeback is talking about the mental comeback because that's something that's really, really, really powerful. And I know that like we've talked about a lot after COVID, just, you know, mental health in general, and we still talk about it. And there's all these reports coming out about, you know, how people are just don't have their friends anymore and like how less of people see people. And like, it's we're right. still, we're still in that very much. Uh, but I just want to just bring awareness that it doesn't matter what position you're at, how high you're at, how much money you make, how, where have you been where, you know, all those things. Um, we're all affected in the same manner, you know, and it just depends on how you want to come back by it. Um, You know, it's like, you can stay down. Staying down is the choice. Mm. Coming back up is the choice. Um, And I think that that's really powerful where it's like, you can blame, like, I I will tell you, I've, in the last year, I have gone through stages where I've blamed certain people. Mm. That's why I wanted to make sure it was clear when we talked about this, like, I no longer blame anybody. I blame myself. Because like when I went through, um, emotional intelligence training, which by the way, is I still stand by, it was one of the best things I've ever done. I wish I would have done sooner, but, um, it talks about like, how do you deal with things that are out of your control
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's your choice on how you decide to bounce back and how you move forward. You don't, you can't dwell on it. You know, even if you get, you know, hit by a bus and you know, now you're, you're paralyzed. It's like, you can't, you, if you stay mad, it's still your choice. It's how you recover. Um. That, that's important and so for the comeback I'm really looking forward to I think addressing those um, as well and like more more deeply as to like how I came back and then also you know financially how I came back and then who's even there there sitting with me <laughs> to come yep. back I, I think is, is also really important you touched on that because you know we've definitely we've I've had so many employees um, you know in the la- in the last like year and a half you know come and go and you know you think of some you're like oh gosh you know, when we start doing well, we want to tag them. And then others, you're just like, you know what? We we had our time and it was great. It's, it's again, it's, it's like a, it's like a breakup, you know, yeah. like every single person is brought into your life for a certain reason. For and sure. the moment you're okay with that, um, even if it was good or bad, it's, it's again, your outlook. Yeah. So I think that's really important. That's what I'm excited about.
1: That's a, Well, so I don't even know how you follow that with a broke to Boston. Was that your broke <laughs> to <boss tip? laughs> There's a lot of broke to boss tips in this, but <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hit them with
0: it. Oh my gosh. What do I even want to say on this When I felt like you said so much dope. Um, my broke to boss tip will be always trust your instinct. And especially when it comes to the imposter syndrome, and I know I touched about that a lot this time, um, write it down, say it out loud, and then tell yourself why that's not a good idea and why trusting someone else is. Um, you know, I think that's really important. And I think writing things down, at least for me is super beneficial. Like I'm going to go to the good old fashioned pros and cons list. Um, and yeah. I know in recruiting, in recruiting, I call it the Ben Franklin close, but, uh, pros and cons list, <laughs> uh, you have to have a pros and cons list. Hey, why am I making this decision? And why I think you can still make very fast decisions as to what the, the why behind it. Um, which brings me to also like the micro and mega goals. I think that, correlates. You know, you can't have a mega you can't have a mega goal if you don't have micro goals. It doesn't make any sense. You know? Um and yeah. so you can keep beating yourself up about it that you haven't been successful and that's really hard. So I feel like I just gave you three broke to boss tips in one, but it was all relatable. I think it was all in my mind. The whole
1: episode is not even the fall, it's broke to boss because <laughs> she will be back, guys.
0: She will be I- back. I am coming back, uh, but thank you, Taylor. I also want to, cause I don't think we, we hear it enough, um, but you know, Taylor has definitely been here uh, for me and uh, we've definitely duked it out sometimes. And that was good too. <laughs> uh, but it's such a good, it's such a good relationship. And I know we yeah. talk about, you know, being work soulmates and stuff and that came to us really easily. Um, but unless you have really deep conversations and are, mm-hmm. and are okay to say, Hey, like we don't have to agree and it's okay. It doesn't have to be a fight, a conflict. It's just, we don't yeah. always agree. And that's totally cool. So anyways, I wanted to just give a quick shout out to you, um, you. because you are here with me in yeah. in, in my, in my fall. Um, and it didn't have to be, and we definitely talked about that too. And so, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, regardless, uh, just for listeners, yeah, air hug. for listeners. It's like, Hey, <laughs> this podcast always exists, you know, like this is, yeah. this is the fun, the fun shit with regardless of you know, what, what happens. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited for the comeback. So, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. And, and also so everyone knows this was, this was your idea. Um, uh, the ri- the rise, the fall and the comeback, um, off of a conversation we had. And, and again, this has been super therapeutic for me. I hope everyone has, uh, has learned a lot. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, first of all, any, any job isn't easy, but, um, being a, a CEO and an entrepreneur, um, is, is really hard. And you have to, you know, definitely surround yourselves by, um, your brain trust, like literally your brain trust. If it's one, if it's two, if it's three, whatever it is, but you have to have people that you trust to hold your children because that's what it is.
1: Yeah. Well, and I would say to our listeners, like, feel free to reach out to Brianna. If you have any questions or, you know, thoughts on the episode or wants some advice or consulting, I mean, you guys heard the real, the raw, she is happy to share all the lessons she's learned, the good, the bad, the ugly, which I think is is really rare. You know, people don't really, they're not that vulnerable. So thank you so much for your vulnerability and giving us the real shit, real spit and happy to be here with you. And I
0: can't wait for the comeback. Nice. Thanks so much guys. (laughs) Thank Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe, please review. That definitely helps us. And uh, definitely check this out, you know, on the millionaire recruiter YouTube channel. See you next week. Thanks y'all.